After losing two more games, the Oklahoma City Thunder now sit with the third best odds in the NBA to get the top overall pick. A lot happened this weekend, though. We had schedule changes. We had Darius Baisley drama, and we had some good performances. That's all coming up on the Locked On Thunder podcast. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunder Pod. Email the show, L-O Thunder Pod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. On today's show, brought to you by RockAuto.com. For all the parts your car will ever need, go to rockauto.com. We're going to dive into the tanking update, where the Thunder stand right now in the tanking standings. We're going to recap both games for the Thunder against the Warriors and the Kings. The NBA announces some scheduling changes, and also there was a little bit of drama in the Golden State game that we'll get to at the end of this episode. Some housekeeping first, though. Again, I'm recording this in a hotel room on a USB mic, so the audio is not going to sound uh, the way it normally does in my normal setup, but of course, we are in this hotel trying to get some pods out. Uh, my, my mom, of course, as you know, is still uh, day-to-day right now, still trying to get these shows out. Whenever that day comes from there, we'll have to see uh, what the routine will look like for a couple of days after that. But for now, I uh, just want to let you know what the audio situation is like, because of course, it's not going to be our normal audio setup for th- this moment. But let's dive into the tanking update. So the tanking update is this, the Thunder are now in sole possession of the third best odds in the NBA for that top overall pick. The bottom three teams, one through three, they all have the same chance at getting the top overall pick. They all have that 14% chance of getting that top pick. And they all have a 52.1% chance of getting the top four. So the Thunder are where they want to be right now. When this team decided to dismantle back in November... This is the goal. This was the goal, and this was the placement that they wanted. And it took a roller coaster to get here. And there's still a few more days left where, where things can certainly change. But for now, the Thunder are exactly where they want to be. And you cannot forget that the Rockets pick has a 47.9% chance, even as they sit as the worst team in the NBA, even as they lock up a bottom two record. They still have a 47.9% chance of handing over their draft pick at pick number five to the Oklahoma City Thunder. This season has worked up, just worked out perfectly. Again, this is where the Thunder wanted to be. They wanted to be in the, in the bottom three of the NBA to get the best chance possible at getting that top overall pick, that prized possession in Cade Cunningham. This is the best tanking season of all time. You have to give Sam Presti a ton of, a, a ton of applause here, and you have to give him a ton of recognition here. Because the Thunder had a fun season, and for a tanking team that's lost as much as they have, and that has had as many blowouts as they have, this Thunder team is very fun to watch. There's storylines, there's young players, and there was that brief moment in time whenever not-so-plugged-in Thunder fans thought that this team was not tanking. Um, you know, there there was the best of both worlds in this year. You had the fun first half, you had the excitement 
You had the SGA game winner. You had the SGA comeback in the fourth quarter against the Bulls. You had those winning moments in the first half. And then you shifted gears and turned it on and became a tanking team fully and decided that you needed to cash in this draft class and you got to the placement you wanted to be. Throughout all of this, throughout the losing streak, throughout the, oh my goodness, they're losing, they're, they're winning too many games in the first half of the season, throughout all of that, they end up exactly where they want to be and they maneuver this perfectly to where really, if you think about this season, and if you've watched it all year long and you've listened to this podcast all year long and you've been really dialed in still in this season, even as the goal is no longer to win a championship, if you've done all of that, only this last week or two has been pretty boring. It has been pretty just kind of yawn. But even then, you have these new storylines of Gabriel Deck, and you're trying to figure out all the different things that play into to the new the new roster construction and figuring out who will last on this team long term. So even then, as you're getting blown out a ton in this last couple of weeks, it's still been interesting. There's still been something to watch for every single night. And I think that that is something that cannot be understated, that the fact that we didn't have to check out, right? It was never so bad to where it was just old veterans trotting out there, not giving 110% and just being awful, right? And, and just and just being a, a decrepit franchise. These young guys have tried their hardest to win. They're just not very good collectively. But you cannot have executed a tanking season better than Sam Presti did. It's just impossible. And so the Thunder sit right now at third, and the worst that this pick can go is seven. And even to get to seven, you only have a 7% chance of falling all the way to seven. They have put themselves in position. If they stay here these last couple of days of the season, if they stay here, they've put themselves in position to be exactly where they set out to be. And Sam Presti deserves a ton of credit because you know what? They could end up at seven. They could end up at the end of the day after the lottery at six or at five or whatever and not be top three or not be number one overall. But that's the luck of the draw. That is the that is the ping pong's not bouncing your way. The only thing the Thunder can control is giving themselves the best chance at getting the top overall pick. They cannot control getting the top overall pick, but they can control the best chance. And they've done that. They've given themselves, as of right now, the very best chance at getting the top overall pick. Because one through three all share 14% odds that they'll get the top overall pick. You cannot get any higher than a 14% chance at the top overall pick. And the Thunder have that right now. So they have put themselves in position to be one of the lucky ones and to turn around this franchise and to make this rebuild as quick and seamless as possible. It's impressive. It's impressive what this team has done to this point, all while not really forcing you to check out, right? I mean, if, if you're a Rockets fan and you're watching John Wall before he got shut down, were you going to check out at some point during that 20-game losing streak? They probably did. There's some Rockets fans who probably checked out. And a lot more Rockets fans who checked out than the Thunder fans that checked out. And credit to Jackson Gatlin of Locked On Rockets, who does a great job of, of keeping the Rockets fans engaged and, and trying to keep this season for the Rockets that's been just derailed uh, in a fun and interesting and entertaining light. It's been really impressive to watch him do that. Uh, but the Thunder have not had that problem for the most part. And they've ended up exactly where they want to be and where the Rockets are right now. So I've gotten this question a few times the last couple of days from the email, lothunderpodgemail.com, Twitter at Ryland underscore styles, that R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. What happens in the event of a tie in the NBA draft? It does not go off of head-to-head record or divisional record or any other thing that happens on the floor. What happens is the odds get split evenly amongst the teams, as evenly as possible anyway, 
and there's a drawing to see who will be placed where in the pre-lottery placement. You can find videos of this on YouTube uh, by Googling, you know, NBA Draft Lottery Tiebreaker. And it's happened in Oklahoma City before uh, whenever they were trying to get awarded the 21st overall pick. And, you know, this is something that is interesting. It's like a pre-lottery lottery almost. And that's how you decide who will get the uh, placements in the event of a tie. Hopefully for the Thunder, they can hold on to the sole possession of third place in the NBA Draft, you would hope. And just we cannot stress enough how important it would be to get a top five pick and, and hopefully even two top five picks with the Rockets pick falling to five. That can overnight make you a dynasty. On June 22nd at 8 p.m., when the ping pong balls have all been revealed, you could be steering down the barrel of a dynasty in Oklahoma City. It's going to be fun, exciting, nerve wracking, vomit inducing. It's going to be interesting, and we'll be covering it all right here on the Locked On Thunder podcast. Be sure to follow along anywhere you get your podcast from. It's the daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. We've had many draft pods with Richard Stamen, who hosts Locked On NBA Draft, about this upcoming draft. We're going to have more pods with Richard. We're going to have NBA Draft player previews. We're going to have all that good stuff throughout these next few months leading up to the NBA Draft, so be sure to follow along anywhere you get your podcast friendly. You know on Twitter at Radlin underscore Styles who your favorite prospects are in this year's NBA draft. Coming up, we are going to dive into these games against the Warriors and the Kings who stood out over the weekend as the Thunder drop a couple more games. The NBA announces a change to the schedule and there was a little bit of drama with Darius Baisley and Mark Dignott, which we'll get into in a little bit. But first, I want to tell you about good friends over at Indeed, Indeed.com. They are good friends, and I want to tell you right now about the great work that they do. You're the hiring expert for your company, and what you really need is help making a short list of qualified candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three, post, screen, and interview, all on Indeed. Get your quality short list of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet your must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy with tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you qualified candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your job description immediately. And Indeed skill tests that on average reduce hiring times by 27%. You can choose from more than 130 skill tests and add your must-have requirements so you only pay for the applications that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed drives four more hires than any other job site combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. That's a $75 job credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions may apply. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Sean Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunder Pod. Email the show at Pod at gmail.com. Call into the show 405-362-7128. Right now, let's dive into that game against the Golden State Warriors in which the Thunder lost. 
136 to 97. Embarrassing loss, if you would say so yourself, to the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors were just dominant from beyond the arc. Setting records, they nailed 27 three-pointers. Steph Curry pours in 11 threes on his own, which the numbers just certainly do not seem real or right. It just It's impossible to believe that the Warriors actually pulled that off. They were awesome in that game. Steph Curry was specifically awesome in that game, pouring in 49 points. And I'm not sure how you stop Steph Curry. I mean, he has 49 points, five rebounds, two assists. I think that the most frustrating part for for defenses is that there was times in this game where the Thunder played great defense. I remember one play that they got Steph Curry, they closed out. He's three steps at least beyond the three-point line, handing in his face, so close, so closely contested that you could have caught a foul in the play, and Steph Curry just drills it. Like, like, what are you supposed to do about that? And it goes down the stat book as a made three, but not all made threes are created equally. The Thunder played good defense on Steph most of the night. He's just an elite player, an all-time great player, and a kind of player where you just tip your cap to and you know that he's going to explode for 40 points any night, in this case, 49 points in this game. This is kind of a forget-about-it game, just kind of move-on-from-it type of thing because it's just an outlier that they made that many threes. There were some bright spots. For example, Gabriel Deck played really great defensively and is really great in the post, and he finds a way to kind of have a well-rounded stat sheet, four points, three rebounds, three steals, and an assist. And then Svee is your biggest source of offense in this one, which kind of tells the tale of this game. That's why you didn't score uh, 100 points. Svee gets 17 points four rebounds, three steals, and two assists. And Svi got to those 17 points while only making a couple threes in this one, which kind of tells the tale of this game. You know, again, an outlier type of game, a game that you were just simply overmatched in because of the three-point effect that the Warriors were able to put down. But Gabriel Dex, Svi looked good. And then Jalen Horde made a few high IQ plays in this one, and, and were, it was a very interesting player in this game. But again, it's Jalen Horde, and you, you got to factor in what his long-term future in the NBA looks like moving forward. I do not think that the Warriors are some dangerous team in the NBA playoffs. I do think that the Warriors, though, will create a very fun play-in tournament, and they might even survive the play-in tournament. But I, of course, I don't think they're going to win a first-round series or, or anything. But still, it was fun watching just Jeff Cook. It was fun watching that Warriors team. And I really just want to watch Steph and Dort battle one-on-one. And Steph was way better in this game than Dort. And Steph, when guarded by Dort, still scored a ton of points and was very efficient and everything. But it's also Steph Curry, right? You know, it's also Steph Curry to where anyone guarding him will get those buckets. And Steph, a lot of the times, was just making tough shots whenever guarded by Lou Dort. So I like those two battling a lot down there. Or I should say up there, because I guess it was beyond the perimeter. But nonetheless, it was a... It was a mildly fun game. This is one of those kind of yawn games because you don't have that all-out storyline to watch, right? I mean, your offense was terrible. The defense uh, was all right. But anytime that you allow that many three-pointers, there's something uh, wrong there with your rotations on the back end. The big game was last night against Sacramento. And this was a tank battle for the ages. The Kings inactive list. Therese Halliburton, who's out for the season. Harrison Barnes, Hassan Whiteside, Robert Woodard II, and De'Aaron Fox. And the Thunder counter by sitting out Lou Dort, of course, Al Horford, Mike Muscala, Ty Jerome, and of course, SGA. And this was a game where I was very nervous that the Thunder might be able to pull it off. 
But again, the kings do a great job from beyond the arc, and they are able to come away with a big win against Oklahoma City. And the Thunder are the beneficiaries of it because they get that sole, uh, sole position place of the third best lottery odds. The Kings win 126 to 98 in this game. The Kings were very good from beyond the arc, much like the Warriors were. But the storyline for this game is Darius Baisley. Darius Baisley was awesome. 18 points, six rebounds, two assists, just three turnovers, shooting 46% from the floor, 66% from beyond the arc, and 80% from the line, four for five from the charity stripe. Darius Baisley showed you that playmaking and showed you that that turnover margin going down. I know he only has the two assists, but he was also involved a lot more on the ball than the stat sheet would indicate. And he saw those turnover numbers go down. That was a big red flag, a big question mark about Baisley's game is can he limit the turnovers? Because we saw a ton of those turnovers whenever he first came back from this injury and wondered if that would linger long term. I never thought it would, and he's turning it around a bit now as he gets more continuity with the players on the floor. Baisley really responded well to that Saturday game on Sunday. Pokashevsky, he put it together as well. 13 points, 5 assists, 2 rebounds, 45% from the floor. At his size, what he does is very special. He plays the shooting guard in this one as the Thunder are very banged up, and he dishes out five assists. Could have had more. Was really good swinging the ball. The ball never really stuck to him. And he got to his spots and got his buckets efficiently, and that's all you can really ask for from Pokashevsky. And I'm just so excited to watch his jump from year one to year two, and then year two to three. Like, his jumps, are, I think, are going to be massive. Because we saw a massive jump already. We saw the jump pre-G League bubble, post-G League bubble. Now, extrapolate that bubble from one month into, like, what, four or five months before the NBA starts again? That's going to be massive for his game and massive for his improvement, and, and I just cannot wait to see what he adds or he's more comfortable doing on the floor, you know, say October or November next year, whenever the season ends up starting. It'll be very fascinating to watch what will happen moving forward. Gabriel Deck was also impressive, and if you didn't, if you didn't look at the box score, right, if you sat down, you watched this game, and you didn't even peek at the box score. You have no idea even how many points anyone scored or anything like that. You're just watching the game. You could feel and you could see Gabriel Deck's impact. But what if I told you that he scores only five inefficient points? 0 for 4 from beyond the arc. 12% from the floor. Even as he only scores five inefficient points, he has the six rebounds. He has the four assists. He has uh, the swing passes. He has the steal. And just one foul while playing immaculate defense. Gabriel Deck can impact the game in a multitude of ways and in every other way except for scoring and then can also in certain games and in certain spots get to the post get to a spot down low and can pour in the the buckets as well and Gabriel Deck has shown to be a useful NBA player and a winning NBA player make winning plays and yet another player you can throw on that Thunder bench and be very confident in and as his team embarks on this rebuild and depending on how the ping pong balls go it could be a one-year rebuild that's very important to add to this Thunder roster. See Mikai Luke again pours it in, only this time he does it from beyond the arc, knocks down 4-3, scores 14 points. Jalen Horde has another good game, 16 points, 5 rebounds, 2 steals. Uh, Jalen Horde, again, the NBA long-term future probably is not there, but for the means, you know, in the meantime, he's making high IQ plays, he's making the right decision, and he's making kind of the, the typical basketball play, and he's doing everything right by the book. 
But again, just the upside and the NBA future is not really there for Jalen Horde. But still, nice to see him do that as the Kings knock down 16 threes and win 126 to 98. Coming up, we're going to talk about Darius Baisley's spat with Mark Tegnot and talk about the NBA having their schedule changed. But first, I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at betonline.ag. This week has tons of sport action on the go. It's the NBA Draft, the Kentucky Derby, and all that fun stuff. Get the latest news and odds of information on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC slash MMA. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check it out today for all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in on the action as teams prepare for their playoff runs. Head over to the website or even use your mobile device and sign up today and receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. But online, your online sportbook experts, promo code Locked On. Get you that 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. Promo code locked on by online.ag. Let's say right now about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com, use promo code locked15. You're going to get 15% off your next order. That's locked15 at builtbar.com to get 15% off your next order. Built Bars have nine delicious flavors, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There's something for everyone at BuiltBar.com. If you do not know what flavor is your favorite, then pick one of the mix boxes to try every single one of them, and then you can decide from there which flavor is your favorite. My personal favorite is the double chocolate or peanut butter brownie. I love the peanut butter brownie bar. Bill Bars are great for the health conscious person to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The Bill Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. Try them out today at BuiltBar.com and then use our promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order. Again, you will not want to miss out on BuiltBar.com. So go to BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off your next order. Try out that peanut butter brownie bar. Let me know what you think about that. They are to die for. You can use them pre-workout, post-workout, or even as a meal replacement. You can also use them as a snack. It's awesome. Built Bars are very versatile. Built Bars come in handy. They're very filling. Try them out today. BuiltBar.com. Promo code LOCK15. And you'll get 15% off your next order. Not your first order. Your next order. So no matter if it's your first order, your second order, your third order, your fourth order, you can always get that 15% off by using our promo code LOCK15. Now let's talk about Darius Baisley and his spat with Mark Dagnott. It was nothing, folks. I mean, it was nothing. I think that the thing that happened was, and I am not John Boy, I don't really know how to read lips very well, but it looked like Mark was saying, you know, play harder, something, 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 play harder. And Darius Baisley starts clapping, and Mark tells him to stop that, knock that off. And then he did, and it was over, and Shea was laughing about it um, next to them. You know, you could see he was laughing from his mask. I think that what happened was, you know, they just were competitive, and Mark was saying, well, then play harder then. And Baisley was like, okay, I'll play harder while clapping, kind of trying to amp himself up a bit. And Mark said, no, don't, don't do all that. Just start playing harder. Don't don't try to uh, clap and amp yourself up or something. And, you know, it's no harm, no foul. I think that Darius Baisley has just kind of gotten the ire of Thunder fans. And, like, Thunder fans maybe don't like the, his body language or don't like what he says in his media availability. I don't know what it is, but but Thunder fans have really soured on Darius Baisley. And there are people in my mentions all the time whenever I talk about Darius Baisley saying, oh, he won't be on the team anymore, blah, blah, blah. And he certainly looks like 
the sweetener, right? He looks like the guy that you throw into a package if you want to make a trade. And no one would begrudge that. But he's also gotten some unfair criticism. I think this is another example of that. Whenever people are criticizing him or Mark, either party deserves no criticism for this. This is a natural thing that happens all the time. And I think that coming on the heels of what happened around the NBA this last week, it got even amplified some more. No big deal. Does not matter whatsoever. What does matter is the NBA scheduling change. The NBA announces that the games on May 15th and May 16th we played in the afternoon between 12.05 Eastern and 3.30 Eastern as the tip times. The Thunder play on May 16th in Oklahoma City against the Clippers. And so you can check that game out probably at 12.05 Eastern because the Thunder are in Central Time Zone. But they are playing the Clippers who are on the West Coast. So maybe they want to save that game until 2.30 Eastern. I should say 2.30 Central Time. Uh, so that way the folks on the West Coast can have a better chance of watching it. We'll see the official time zone, but it will be in the afternoon on May 16th for that game. I think that this is just kind of due to the playoff matchups not being set yet because of the play-in tournament, and you want to give people as much time as possible to play their games, go to their play-in city for that, what, what it's going to be like, what, a Tuesday turnaround for the play-in? So I'm going to give some time to address there and travel to that new arena, and you can't do that if you're playing at 9 p.m., and then you've got to play at 9 p.m., then go travel somewhere that night and play on Tuesday. It's kind of just a mess in general. So play all these games in the afternoon and get people sent off for their playoff matchups or to go on vacation, one or the other. For the Thunder, it'll be vacation, and hopefully it'll be vacation with at least a top three, uh, or I should say bottom three record in the NBA to try to secure that top pick. So that about wraps us up here on the Locked On Thunder podcast tomorrow. We're going to have our power ranking roundup. We're going to do our three spins on tankathon.com and talk about the NBA draft. Of course, we still have games this week to recap, but mostly going to start focusing on the NBA draft moving forward with guests, with solo pods, with everything in between about the NBA draft. As this podcast winds down, be sure to check out the Locked On Today podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski. Get all the sport news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Pete Bukowski updates you on all of this news around every single major sport with the help of our local experts. So follow along on the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Go check that out right now. We'll see you tomorrow on the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am Rylan Styles. Follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another.